0: And Welcome to Animal Chat, an Alberta SPCA podcast where we talk about animal welfare, animal behavior, and animal protection. I'm your host, Dan Kobe, and thank you for listening and for being passionate about animal welfare and having compassion for the animals in our province. Today we're going to talk about the great lengths that our peace officers sometimes have to go to to help animals in our province. Many people don't realize our peace officers cover the entire province of Alberta outside the cities of Calgary and Edmonton, from the deep south to the far north. It's a distance of over 1,500 kilometers. And if we get a call about an animal potentially in distress in a remote location, we fill up the gas tank several times, load up the kennels, put on a great podcast like this one, and we hit the road. One of our Peace Officers recently made a 21-hour round-trip road trip to northern Alberta to a northern community to help two dogs, and we're joined today by Peace Officer Karen Stevenson to talk about this epic trek to the north. Welcome, Karen.
1: Hi, Dan. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. As we're recording this, Karen's getting ready to go back up north on a, a separate trip, but this isn't a story about that trip. It's about one that you took a few weeks back. And the story involves two dogs. The first one is a what type of dog?
1: The first one was a terrier cross. Named Hope. Named Hope, yep.
0: And the second was a what?
1: Was Foxy, who is a cross.
0: Excellent. And when uh, we learned about them here at the SPCA, uh, they were in a northern community that is only accessible by plane for much of the year. Uh, So Karen, how did you learn about these two dogs?
1: So we had a call come into our complaint line um, and it was passed on to me because it was my area. Uh, So I did contact the members of the detachment and they just explained the situation to me. And um, we knew at that point we needed to, as Dan would say, gas up the trucks and head on out. So we headed up to northern Alberta.
0: Okay, so um, it's a northern community, very far north. Um, Explain a little bit about what you were expecting um, as part of this trip up north.
1: So I was expecting it to be at least a couple day trip just because of how rural it was. Um, so um, And we knew in the rural areas uh, they don't have as much access to um, donations as we did. So thanks to our lovely um, donations we uh, get here at the Alberta SPCA, we loaded up my truck with um, some dog houses, uh, blankets, dog food, toys, um, and I started heading up doing my trek to the north. I stopped at the Peace River SPCA because they are one of the uh, agencies I use up in the area just to confirm that uh, they were able to take the dogs um, if they so needed to be brought down. I made arrangements for that and then headed up and stayed overnight.
0: Okay, so you're based in Edmonton. We should point that out, uh, which is at this point our n- most northern office here uh, in at the Alberta SPCA. It's also our head office. How much further north of Edmonton is this community uh, that you were going to?
1: It is about a nine-hour drive, so I think around 800 kilometers.
0: So a full day's work just to just get there. Just to get
1: there, yeah. Just to get there, yeah.
0: That's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a long, that's a long time in a vehicle. <laughs> it is a long
1: drive, yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: and we should point out, you don't just make that trip all in one day.
1: Nope, nope. So I did stop um, at a couple complaints on my way up to that um, file, just because I knew it was going to take so long to do. Um, I wanted to get our files that we had also called in um, completed before um, taking the time to uh, go that far
0: north. And and we should make a mention at this point that when we're going up north, typically we'll try to get a couple of other calls or complaints or follow-ups in there at the same time so that the The trip isn't just for one call, obviously try to, yeah. to be efficient with the money we spend and such
1: correct We always um if we can uh we try to group the calls um but if the distress level of the animals requires us to go up, we will do a single call, but we try mainly to group the calls yes
0: and on your way up here, uh, you stopped to feed some cats at a at a house didn't you?
1: I did I stopped at an area uh to feed some cats in a house and Went to the SPCA, and uh, yeah, it was it was an eventful trip for sure.
0: Since I brought it up, we should probably uh, point out that we don't normally go around feeding people's pets, but in this case. Um uh, it's something that you had agreed to do to help someone who was himself was in distress,
1: yes, so we had also received a call um, in the northern community um, regarding a, an assistance call and um, it turned out that this uh, gentleman himself needed some medical help. Um, so as people know with our agency, we have more than one program, so uh, where we do assist people um, in need and so he fell into this category and because i was up in the area i got to go and feed some cats so it was great you,
0: you left edmonton um you headed up north and you stayed over in in peace river is that no what... i stayed
1: over in high level
0: in high level okay. Yeah. So, so
1: i made it all the way up to high level that night
0: so how far of a drive is that from edmonton
1: oh uh, i didn't get into high level till probably 8:30 that night wow so yeah yeah, we start at 7.30 and we um, I made it into high level about 8.30 that day by the time my day was completed,
0: yeah. And at this point, you're about how many hours away yet from the northern community that you're heading to? I
1: still had to- Two hours to go. Two and a half hours to go, depending on the road conditions, and we can get into that later for sure.
0: <laughs> well, and in fact, it's uh, it's next on my list of things to ask you. This is a fly-in community for much of the year. Uh, the northern community that you were heading to, but because uh, the trip was made in uh, the late winter, early spring, uh, you were actually able to drive in.
1: Yes, I was able to use an ice road.
0: So uh, many people will not understand what an ice road is why don't you explain that for them
1: so they are very interesting I'm, I'm getting used to driving ice roads in my northern area um it is basically driving across a river so you uh go over the bank Of the river, and they have pylons or flags situated where you can drive your vehicles from one side to the other. Um, They have signs posted, um, single use only. Um, So you have, if someone's coming across, you just have to wait your turn. so, yeah, it is a little nerve-wracking uh, going over the ice roads when you drive over that bank and <laughs> you go onto the road. Um, it was a little cold and windy that day, so there were some drifts on the ice. So it definitely um, made for a, a adventure, that's for sure.
0: How long does it take to drive across the river? Oh,
1: no, it doesn't take long, maybe five minutes, but it's uh, it, the whole thought of just being on a river and, and you hear sometimes ice cracking, and you're just like, okay. seems like way longer than what it actually takes, but when you look over to one side and you look to the next and you just see um, drifts and snow and ice, you you, um, you definitely look and go, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now the good news about an ice road is one. It, it in a lot of cases it shaves hours off of oh, your drive.
1: Hours off of our drives, yes, yeah.
0: But in this case, it it uh, prevented us from having to uh, fly
1: the dogs out. Yes. So that was an option we could have looked at as well because we have done that before in our northern rural areas. Um, If an animal is in distress and we are unable to access it via plane ourselves or ice roads, or um, we do make arrangements to have dogs flown out. Um, But fortunately, I did have calls up in that area and would be going up very soon to that area. It was decided I would just do the drive to save on some cost of flying out
0: uh and the money we're using to to make these trips comes from our generous donors and so obviously we want to use their uh, their generosity in the most um, efficient way yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, no no need to spend money <laughs> there's always a way to spend the money uh in different ways to help more animals exactly yes all right so you uh, you drive across the frozen river um we know that uh, that that uh, went well um since you're here talking to us <laughs> um and you get to see the dogs uh so tell me what you see
1: so i, I see a young what i thought was a younger dog when we first arrived because we we don't really go into great examination when we arrive at the location um and then i see a medium-sized collie, extremely skinny probably one of the skinniest dogs i've seen in a very long time um and some wounds on her. Um, So definitely this was a very founded call and and very appreciative of of the members that called it in uh, because they're taking time, extra time out of their days to help us care for these animals while we are unable to get to them right away. So it was definitely a founded call and uh, very appreciative of our other agencies that help in situations like this.
0: So I should point out, when you enter the community, you didn't have to catch the dogs. Mm -hmm. The the RCMP members there had already done that.
1: Yeah, they had already done that. So they had noticed um, some dogs um, that uh, were not being claimed as owner-owned and injured. So um, seeking out um, assistance because they were unsure how to um, or who to call, being so rural and so remote, they were unsure if we would go. Um, and uh, as I explained to them we definitely 100% help every area of Alberta we do not um, pick or choose if it's farther like, we will make it happen it's just how it happens it depends on the situation
0: and we should know, We we don't Operate in Edmonton and Calgary, the city's proper, but everywhere else.
1: Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We don't cover Edmonton or Alberta. Yes. Yeah.
0: In, uh, in, in Calgary, Calgary Humane Society has peace officers. And at Edmonton, Animal Care and Control has peace officers. So it's not that the animals aren't being cared for. Just other agencies have uh, the uh, jurisdiction in the big cities. Um, We have the jurisdiction to travel um, 12 hours, 9 hours, one way, just (laughs) just to get to the dogs. Uh, Yes, yes, for sure. um, And and when writing about our peace officers, I I often joke that... uh, if you want to be a peace officer um, you have to like driving because oh that's
1: it, probably one of the biggest biggest things you have to get used to in our in our fields with alberta spca is the distance you travel you uh i don't think people realize how often we are in our vehicles and the distance we go like we like i said it doesn't matter where you are in alberta we will definitely find ways to help you and and um get the animals that are in need for sure
0: So the two dogs, the one you were describing as being very thin, uh, that was Foxy. That was Foxy, yeah. And Hope was a younger dog, correct?
1: Yeah, she was a younger dog um, that had injuries to her leg. um, So we thought it was a potentially broken leg, uh, which in the end, after we took to the vet, it did turn out to be a healed broken leg. And she was older than we thought she would be. She was still a pup, but she was um, much older than we thought. We were thinking around the 9 to 12. 12 weeks, and when we took her to the vet, she turned out to be between 6 and 9 months of age. Um, So um, she uh, definitely had um, some injuries that had occurred that had already started to heal. Um, And then Foxy um, was another dog that um, was an older dog. She's a a senior um, in need of our help, and uh, we definitely did that.
0: So you pick up the dogs in uh, this northern community. You've got kennels in the back of your pickup truck to take actually, them out. Actually, they
1: rode in my back seat. So Did I put they? the kennels in. So with our trucks, we, uh, we basically just put our back seats up so then we can fit kennels into um, the back cabs of our trucks. And so they actually, uh, all my dogs in winter times ride in my cab. So um, I had some kennels set up there for them and away we went.
0: Did they enjoy the drive?
1: They did actually um, hope, um, would look out uh, the window because I propped hers up a little bit so she could see out. So sometimes it's a, a little bit of a, a risk because sometimes they don't get car sick, but sometimes they actually really enjoy it and they seem to calm down when they when they know somebody's there with them. Um, but yeah, she really did enjoy her, her drive for sure.
0: So you leave the Northern community, you go back across the ice road. We, again, we know that went well. Um, and you head to um, Peace River?
1: Yes, yeah, so that night that I got the dogs, I ended up coming back to Peace River around five thirty-six p.m. So uh, Peace River SPCA actually graciously stayed open for us uh, to allow us to house the dogs overnight there because they needed to go to the vet the next morning. Um, we had booked appointments with the uh, veterinarians for the next morning. Um, so yeah, Peace River graciously stayed open for us and um, we let the dogs uh, stay overnight there and then the next morning we took him into the vet
0: which was in another community yet again grimshaw is where you yeah. ended up going yeah. um so that's uh, what about 45 minutes from peace river an uh, hour?
1: no it's only about maybe 20 minutes Okay. yeah 20 minutes
0: yeah uh but you're on day three of your trip up north yeah. at this yeah, point yeah day three.
1: Right? yeah yeah. it was a four day in total it was a four day um four day trek that day that week
0: yeah so you you talked a little bit about what we we learned about them what uh, when that once they were at the vet um what was The the vet's determination on what should happen with the dogs?
1: Uh, The vet, I thought they were extremely adoptable. They were friendly. um, With uh, Hope in the leg, we just uh, left it because she was running, playing, jumping, like nothing happened. Um, And so she just had an examination, x-rays um and it was determined just to leave her be as she was um and then um, with foxy she was a little bit more intensive than we had thought initially um she uh, at the beginning had some we ran blood work on her uh we did x-rays on her um and the examination and it found that uh She was a senior. Um, She had some issues with her kidney and liver enzymes and uh, potentially heart um, issues on her first day of the examination. So we ran some extra tests on her and uh, they were sent away to a specialist via the clinic's email or I'm not 100% sure on that um, and it came back that she would be fine and some medication was given and she went to the PC of SPCA
0: um, and that's uh, where Hope ended up as well yep. as a means to find them new homes
1: yes correct they both went to SPCA and they were adopted out through the SPCA
0: so at this point, the animals get left in Peace River, um, their journey is done, yours is not. You Mine have? is
1: not done, no. I still have one more to go, one more day to go. But it was definitely worth it um, just to see, like, Hope at first was a little skittish, a little standoffish, and... Um, and fully expecting that coming from an area where they are not socialized a lot. Um, and just to see them come out of their shells and to know that they were gonna be okay, um, it really makes you smile. And just to see people's faces and, and the um, just the joy the dogs bring them is definitely worth the numerous nights in hotels and then traveling. Um, There was some snowstorms during those uh, days, so uh, definitely added time to our days uh, because, unfortunately, there's not a lot of road clearing up in the north. So, uh, yeah, it was interesting and uh, very worth it when you see the dogs and the people as happy as they are.
0: The uh, You you charted uh, how many kilometers you drove on this round trip. It was uh, 1,600. Yes, uh, 1,600. O- over the, the four days. Um, and then on top of, of the time commitment of, of you going up there, there's um, the cost of gas, hotel rooms, yes. food, obviously, for while you're up there, and, and, and vet care for the dogs. Any idea what this particular trip and, and file uh, would have ended up costing?
1: I would say just off the top of my head without actually adding up receipts this probably was a $2000 trip. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It uh explains once again the the level of of commitment to helping animals in all places of of Alberta. It's it's uh uh, it'd be nice to be able to do four or five uh, files in one day uh, within, uh, you know, the greater Edmonton area, but that's just not the case for us.
1: No, it, it's the calls are very dependent on what comes in. And fortunately, I was lucky that I had uh, other calls in the same area, so uh, it, it was... Um yeah, but again, we we have done files where we have traveled just as far um, just for one file because animals are in distress. So please never think that distance is a, is a deterrent for us because it is not.
0: We rely, as you and I know and our podcast listeners uh, probably know as well, on uh, their generous donations to fund the work that we do. Um, this is just a very good example of, of how their money is put to use this this is uh, this, this is what we do and, and and we could not do it without the help of our, our supporters.
1: Oh, I agree 100% and it's not even just the the monetary donations that we get it's the blankets and the food and the treats and the bowls that we're able to take to areas and communities that don't have the fortunate, resources we have and we can spread out our generosity to other agencies and areas that are in need of um, help and so just spreading the, the goodwill around is also very nice. To be able to show up with a check full of donations that was given to us and, and pass it on to in-need animals is a great, uh, great feeling and so appreciative of our donors for allowing me to be able to do that every day.
0: I off the top mentioned that when you're spending this much time in your vehicle that you flip on a great podcast like this one. (laughs) I said that a little bit tongue in cheek because I know that you don't typically listen to podcasts no. when you're in the in the truck. Um, tell me what you do when you're uh, spending eight hours driving in a particular day.
1: So uh, I'm, I'm probably a little off from most officers because a lot of people will listen to the radio or podcasts. Or uh, I do not listen to the radio. I do not listen to podcasts. I uh, I think about my next file. I think about uh, education courses I want to take to improve my abilities as an officer. I think about what I should get done the next day. Uh, I plan my days um, answering our phones because our, our phones are with us all the time so we do get phone calls when we're on the road uh, sometimes that means we have to pull over multiple times uh, on our journeys um, but yeah no I uh, <laughs> I'm a little weird in that way I do not listen to your great podcasts or the music and I just think about what I'm going to do how I'm going to improve or how we can make it better for other agencies.
0: But you are going to listen to this particular episode of this (laughs) podcast on your next trip up, right? For sure I will.
1: For sure I will.
0: (laughs) Thank you for saying that. Uh, When you reflect back on this trip, what goes through your mind?
1: When I reflect back on this trip, it was it was so interesting to to view that type of um, the province I haven't seen before. I I mean, I did send you in that picture of the bison um, crossing. I mean, when we're down here closer to Edmonton, it's watch for wildlife. When we're up in the northern areas, it's watch for bison or caribou or so. That that was definitely interesting, and it's beautiful country. Like I mean, there's so much to see up there. Um, the people, the Um, They're just so friendly, and it's just amazing to just go to different areas and and learn about what they do in their jurisdictions or what they do with the animals. And, um, yeah, definitely interesting like with this signage, with the buffalo bison crossings, the ice roads. um, For sure, it was memorable in a lot of ways.
0: I do want to thank you for stopping and taking pictures on your trip, which... We will post um in in the show notes here so that people can see some of the uh, the photos of yeah. of the ice road and of the bison crossing sign and
1: from the start where we loaded up to the where we unloaded to uh, the bison, yeah, it was definitely. And a little nerve-wracking because there's not a lot of signage up there on which directions you should be going which directions you shouldn't be going uh, we lose a lot of cell phone service so we don't have GPS up there a lot of the time so some of my directions are after the bridge go three crossroads to the right and so sometimes when you're up in those areas where you're not familiar with your surroundings uh, the directions at first seem a little overwhelming but when you actually start driving the directions are, are very clear and and get you to your locations quite quickly
0: excellent um I, I did mention the show notes and so we do have some photos of of hope and uh foxy on our website which you can go to on albertaspca.org podcasts to see some of of the photos uh, as mentioned, there are some photos of the uh, the drive up north as well. I, I thank you for stopping and taking those because they they help tell the story for sure. It's not just the animals; it's it's the journey um, on some of these unusual uh, highways that uh, most people in Alberta don't get to see. Never but um, yeah, but you you do get to see Karen. Thank you so much for stopping by and coming in and talking to me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dan. It was a pleasure.
0: Our next episode of Animal Chat is going to feature cats Uh, cats are often considered the much easier pet to keep than dogs but that's not necessarily the case they they are cared for differently not not necessarily easier so we'll talk about the needs of cats and enrichment so that cats can live their uh, not only their best lives but one that allows them to exhibit their natural behaviors and we'll bust down some of the myths about cats as well on that next episode. So join us then. Thank you for listening to Animal Chat, and Alberta SPCA podcast.